0: like my shots in the bunker so are the games of our lives this is an upset golfer and these are the games of our lives
1: welcome to the games of our lives podcast my name is bill and with me is tony (laughs) we are bill and tony we are two gamers with a combined what 50 years of video games experience. Yeah. Give or take. Yeah. Uh, and we are going to use this podcast to talk about some of the games that shaped our lives. And, you know, we hope that you can take away some some spoofs and goofs and laughs and, you know, gonna have a good old time here.
0: I think so. I uh, hope so.
1: So, first things first, uh, who are we? Uh, Tony, do you want to take this away?
0: Sure. I am uh, a little clay pot that has been shaped by Japanese culture and video game memorabilia for 29 some odd years. Um, I love Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Mario Kart, to name a few games, and yeah. Yeah as this podcast goes on i'm sure you will understand just how much i i really do like those things um and yeah but something i i find myself asking quite frequently is who are you
1: oh who am i uh well i'm the man who kidnapped you for this podcast uh, my name is bill i am a big nintendo fanboy but i've i've played across all the consoles over over my time uh you know i it's it's a place of zen for me i was raised by a video game Uh, my parents were both game boys and uh they kind of that shaped who i am as a person because it's easier to let shigeru miyamoto raise your children than to do it yourself obviously Mm -hmm. so that's that's who i am some of my favorite games Include Banjo Kazooie, uh, Super Mario RPG, the Pokemon franchise, and, uh, you know, Candy Crush Saga, obviously.
0: Uh, that's what I forgot to say.
1: Yeah, you, you really messed that one up there, pal.
0: Man, your intro was um, really good.
1: No, yours was really good, sir.
0: No, I forgot to mention Nintendo. That's, like, everything that I love. And I didn't even <laughs> say it. I just went straight to. I like Nintendo. There, I hope you're still listening. I like Nintendo. A lot. Like, I collect a lot of Nintendo stuff. Breaking
1: but... news. Breaking news. Tony likes Nintendo. I love it. Speaking of breaking news, uh, let's, let's cover a little bit of the, uh, the recent video game hubbub. Just a couple of headlines. Chit-chat about them real quick. Yeah. And uh, we'll be moving on. So, Nintendo announced this week a new Switch model, the Switch OLED. Uh, It is a model that doesn't really increase the power of anything, uh, but it does make the screen size a little bit bigger. It uses an OLED screen instead of the, I believe it was an LCD, was the original Switch. Uh, Battery life's about the same. The new dock has an Ethernet port, and they will be selling the new dock separately.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, Any thoughts on this, uh, this reveal here?
0: No, I think a lot of people were waiting for something like this. I don't think it's a necessity or anything that they had to do, but to give themselves a little. I'm a I'm a huge fan of the Switch. Uh, I want it its lifetime to to go much longer. I want to see new content for it and everything. So I'm happy that they're still releasing. Stuff like this because it shows that they're interested in, in continuing this console's lifespan and just to make it You know better quality in, in certain aspects too. I think uh They're trying you know, they're trying to bring a lot to the table with this console and it deserves it It really is such a great console But I've been pr- I thought it was the Nintendo Switch OLED this whole time So I, I kind of feel dumb for all the people I've been talking to
1: yeah, OLED is actually uh, Spanish for uh, next best thing in the universe.
0: Oh, I've been talking to all Spanish people about it. So, that, <laughs> it's crazy that that worked out. Wow, okay. Right. Good. good. It's pretty great. Yeah, what do you, th- what do you think about it, though? Um, I, I think it's really cool that they
1: have the Ethernet adapter built in now, or the LAN adapter built in now, um, and that you can buy the dock separately. Mm. Uh, I think if you do not own a Nintendo Switch already, this is probably going to be the best option for you. Yeah. I think if you do own a Nintendo Switch and you're interested in getting a second dock, I would maybe invest in this second dock. Um, but if you really are like a stationary TV uh, or like exclusively portable gamer and you already have the Switch, it's probably not for you. But I don't hate Nintendo's move here. Like you said, it does mean that Nintendo is like, "Hey, we want you, like we like the Switch. We want you guys to like the Switch. You know, we're still trying to like come up with upgrades to make this a better gaming experience for people playing our product. You know, let's have fun."
0: Yeah, I think there's a. It goes both ways. Nintendo does things that we agree and you know heavily agree and heavily disagree with sometimes but this is one of those words I think the Switch since its release has really been this is everything that you need in you know a $300 console but by all means spend a lot of extra money on different colored accessories and, and different things and I think this isn't a necessity you know it's $50 more it's probably it's for sure, better quality, you know, and all around. Even if only certain things are better, nothing about it is worse. The colors are good, but you know, I don't think that really is a huge, you know, buy factor for me. But aside I from, I think that- it's. Hmm?
1: Sorry, I think it's a uh, a big uh, a big thing that it's being launched alongside Metroid Dread. I mm. think that's huge. Uh, they have the uh, the same release date, which is. Uh, I want to say October 8th. Oh, okay. Um, Which I think is super smart by them. Because new games sell new consoles, and people have been hyping up Metroid for a long time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. They have been hyping it up for a very long time. Metroid isn't one of my favorite games, so I feel like they could have... I don't know, I don't know what their timing is, you know, in terms of, I feel like Breath of the Wild 2 is a, is a game that's worth releasing a console with, you know, but again, it's right. not a new console's release, it's just a modified version, you know, revamped console, so I understand, I respect it, I respect it, I'm not gonna get it, but it's a nice classy looking system, that black and white is sure, sure, Plus tasteful.
1: that, that light up Switch logo?
0: Ooh, it lights up?
1: Oh, yeah, the uh, the the dock has a nice little light-up switch logo right on the front.
0: Oh, I didn't know it lit up. Oh, man. All right, Worth I'll buy it. Worth the $50. It. All right, yeah, I'll, <laughs> buy it. I'll buy it. Just take it. Sold! Wow, all right. I like colors. I like lights and colors, you know? Lights
1: and colors are both pretty good.
0: Yeah. Together, a colorful light or a lit-up color. I mean, now that's just... I'm I'm sold, I'm sold.
1: So another uh, Nintendo news item that's uh, creeped up this week is the upcoming launch for Legend of Zelda: Skyward Sword. Uh, this game is a remake of the 2011 uh, Wii classic, where you play as Link in, which I believe is first in the timeline uh, iteration of Link, and It kind of, like, talks about, like, the whole start of the the situation that's going on in the land of Hyrule. Um, But it's being re-released on the Switch with some updated controls. And some people have found some quality of life uh, upgrades that the game has, like, desperately needed. And I think it'll be kind of cool to talk about them. Did you play Skyward Sword for the Wii?
0: No, I did not.
1: Okay, so... (laughs) basically the uh it's all good a lot of people didn't because the motion controls kind of threw people off yeah so so a couple of the upgrades for this game are pretty exciting because one it's not requiring uh the controls for uh like you don't need motion controls to play this game now so that's a like right there alone is a huge thing um also For whatever reason, it was a game that came out in 2011 that didn't have an autosave feature. You had to go talk to a statue to save the game, and now the game autosaves, which I think is a huge, huge plus. Yeah, yeah. And uh, on top of that, you know, they've tweaked some of the visuals, and uh, they cut out a lot of the game's version of uh, Navi. Uh, is this spirit in your sword named Fee, or Fi. And she would pop up like every three seconds going like, Hey Link, hey Link, this is, uh, this is what we're doing right now. Hey Link, congratulations, you found a, a Deku nut. Hey Link, hey Link, did you know birds can fly? Hey Link, hey Link. Uh, and it, it was like an unskippable pop-up that happened all the time. And they are f- fixing that by making her like a optional button you can press in the bottom corner Hmm. so it's going to make for a much more streamlined experience and i think if you missed out or didn't want to play the game that this is going to be a solid uh remake to uh really get people to enjoy this portion of the franchise
0: It looks good. It looks pretty good. You you nailed it with that. And uh, you're definitely a bigger Zelda fan than I am. Um, considering I'm not really a Zelda fan at all. I appreciate how much of a masterpiece most of the games are. And um, I feel like this one is no exception. And the fact that they took away mandatory motion controls is a big plus. and And um, I'm sure all the adjustments that they make are, are going to be very good for a game like that. I mean, I know how passionate Zelda fans are, and I know... See, I'm, I'm a little on the fence with a game like this, because I do find myself getting tired of seeing remakes, um, but... I
1: don't even... This isn't even a remake. This is actually just, like, a port with updated things um but i do get what you're saying like nintendo is very fond of its ability to re-release games for future consoles uh and kind of like ride that
0: yeah yeah they just take the they they know their fan their fans and their fan bases you know what i mean they know they could zelda game you know been 10 years let's make it again a little bit better oh diamond and pearl Let's make it again a little bit better, you know, it's just like they're they're probably fine, you know, a Wii you could go buy a Wii for like forty dollars. It's like not but it's I'm sure it'll be great.
1: You know what I you know what
0: I'd do though? You know what I would do?
1: Hmm. I I'd give Nintendo a little bit of a wag of the finger Ooh. on uh on on their practices of just re releasing games as consistently as they do. I would,
0: um, I would agree with that. I'd wa- I'd give it a little wag.
1: And ladies and gentlemen, that's going to take us into a little segment we like to call "tip of the hat, wag of the finger."
0: I was going to come in and scream it, but I was like, I don't know, uh, are we going to say at the same time? I, I was just, it was all <laughs> all up in the air right there, folks. That was a that's fair. crazy live moment you just witnessed.
1: It was wild. That was wild. But through the magic of editing, no one will ever know. Aww. It's beautiful. Or they can. Who knows? (gasps) Do you want to yell tip of the hat, wag of the finger?
0: No, no, no. I'm a little nervous now.
1: (laughs) Don't be shy.
0: No, maybe next time.
1: (laughs) So this is tip of the hat, wag of the finger, where we talk about a couple of good things, a couple of bad things that happen in the gaming world that deserve a little tip of the hat, Or perhaps even a wag of the finger. Uh, And I guess we'll start with that wag of the finger. Nintendo porting old games for close to full price. Uh, It happens a lot. They're lucky they can get away with it most of the time because the games that they do tend to port tend to be certified bangers. (laughs) So, And a lot of them do have solid quality of life updates. So... uh... You know, tip of the hat for making them at least a little better.
0: <laughs> very, very minor tip of my hat for that.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's very it's subtle. You need a microscope to see that one.
0: Ba- basically, just looking down while wearing a hat, and the hat moves <laughs> from gravity a little bit.
1: You're on thin ice, is what we're saying, Nintendo. Yeah, watch yeah, out.
0: Yeah, not not yeah, nothing to write home about.
1: But you know who's going to get a big wag of the finger?
0: Tell me. tell, tell An me. even bigger
1: wag of the finger than Nintendo is Nintendo's fans.
0: Ooh. First episode. No offense.
1: I know. Not... We're we're calling out the people right now.
0: Get them. Let, them. let them know what we're about. This is no... We're not light-hearted pussyfooting Listen. around here. This is... Yeah, this is what you're getting. All right?
1: Listen. Nintendo doesn't owe us anything. And yet, they continue to provide mother's milk for us, right? Um, (laughs) What I'm specifically referring to is this OLED announcement where people, at least on Twitter and like Reddit and whatnot, people like lost their minds. They were like, this is Nintendo giving us a big middle finger. We deserve a 4K console with, you know, a billion gigs of ram and updated everything and all of these rumors did not pan out um guys chill literally nintendo never announced anything yeah they never made a promise
0: yeah
1: it's okay this is a courtesy the sun sun rises and sets another day we'll be fine we'll be fine
0: yeah what he said the sun
1: <laughs> you got any uh tips or wags tony
0: uh nah i think you nailed it with that for the most part uh or for the in- entirety of it um you know i'm going to i'm going to take it back a little bit you reminded me while you were saying all that um wag of the finger a lot of finger wagging not a lot of hat yeah tipping. no we're we're starting out <laughs> on a negative note here today yeah, yeah real 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 pessimistic start, um. But yeah, I'll I'll continue to to wag the old the old finger at uh at Nintendo for uh for the Nintendo Switch Lite. <laughs> Even though this is old news, I respect the OLED model. I think that's fine. I'm not like excited about it, but it's fine. But the Switch Lite, that is just horrendous. That is literally. I'm pretty sure you you and I have, like, talked about this when they announced it years ago, but, and I'm not going to remember my argument fully, but it was basically the Switch has dock mode, portable mode, and tabletop mode, and that's $300, but the Switch Lite is just on-the-go mode, basically, but for some reason you're still paying... $200, $200, but you're only getting one of the features and I just don't I don't know. It's already portable The switch is already portable. Why'd you make another one? I uh, I, I think it's because
1: of that $200 price point increases accessibility um, Kind of like the same thing they did with the Nintendo 2DS when the 3DS came out because I remember when the 2DS came out and I believe I laughed at the situation. I was like, "Who the heck is gonna buy this stupid, clunky thing?" And the 2DS killed. It straight up just killed in sales because it was a hundred dollars cheaper.
0: Yeah, well, the 3DS was. It was basically just the newest, you know, DS or Game Boy, you know, whatever you want to call right. it in that Game Boy family. But the the 3D mode was just not good at all.
1: So yeah, that was that <laughs> mode was set to off. 100% of the time.
0: Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I see what you're saying. It is, you know, for the amount that you're paying, but you probably should be paying that for the console anyway. I guess $300 for a Switch. You're not trying to compare it to, you know, Sony or, or Microsoft or anything, but $500 for their consoles. Like, that's $70 for a new game. Like, now we're talking, like, a good amount of money as opposed to, like, 300 is, like, it's fine if the switch came out and it was 200 i wouldn't even believe it you know but like for the extra 100 bucks it's like i don't know you're getting a lot more i mean more. the way
1: i look at it uh you can buy a switch dock right now for i want to say 80 dollars Hmm. so if you remove the switch dock from the price point of the nintendo switch itself uh that basically gets you a switch light
0: You More lost, or less, you I don't know. You lost me. You
1: lost me. Uh, so like, so the Switch Lite is basically a Switch without the dock. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, the dock costs eighty dollars separately on its own. Yeah. So if you set if you take away the Switch dock and that price point from the Nintendo Switch, boom, you get a Switch Lite price point. So, I don't know. It makes sense, and a lot of people do play handheld, like a surprising number of people. As, as a person who doesn't like as a almost strictly TV, like player, uh, I don't, I can't do it. It just doesn't work for me. I don't. I find myself in situations where I'm playing portably more than, you know, thirty minutes on an airplane or something like that. Yeah. Uh, But as like casual use, I do not play in handheld mode at all.
0: Yeah, no, nah, I see what you're saying, though. I kind of, I think I'm changing my mind the more you're speaking. But at the same time, there's a, a part of me that's like, just stick to your darn guns, Nintendo. You're making a console that's supposed to do everything, and then you just go, eh, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll give you the the work around and we'll cut you some money and, and let you do none. You know, we'll give you more options to, I don't know they're supposed to put it all together yeah you could play on tv you could play it on the go here you go and they're just like all right all right well well, if you just want to play on the go you could do that too it's just like that's i don't know they're i don't know if they're it's not good or bad yeah they're making money yeah they're being more accessible i guess it's just fine i will unwag my finger (laughs) we just talked for five minutes about that and i feel like a jerk with a dumb point (laughs) ladies and gentlemen my name is Tony. I am one half of this podcast. Thanks for tuning in so far. Hope you're enjoying Sorry it.
1: Sorry for listening. Yeah.
0: <laughs> par, par for the course.
1: So why don't we finish this out with a tip of the hat right here. Just to just to end on a good note. And this is, this is going back to E3. Because um, we really haven't talked much about E3. But a tip of the hat. You know, we've been dogging on Nintendo a lot here let's give him a tip of the hat for announcing a new warioware game boom warioware get it together it sounds like nintendo got it together boom i mean i don't don't, i'm a huge fan of the warioware series um tony what are your are you a warioware fan
0: oh yeah oh yeah i think they always do a really good job i think the entire little wario universe is just uh Quirky and, and well underutilized done. Yeah, just, yeah, just so, yeah. Yeah, they really are. Yeah, they did a good job with that, as they are very good at, at doing stuff like that and just making a new universe, and all those games are always great. I've played, I think, the DS version, Touched. I've put a lot of hours into that game. And a little fun yeah. fact for you: and this is, uh, gotta make it negative somehow, but it's very interesting that Nintendo would opt to do this. If you ever get, I forget what it is. It's like a little record player item in that game. If you get mm-hmm. that, there are three songs you could play. One of them is Ashley's theme. She's like the goth, gothic like, yeah, demon girl. If you play her song and you use the stylus on the record and you play it in reverse really fast, it, it'll say something along the lines of in her voice. She'll be like, "I've like sent kids to hell or something like that. I've done it myself and." there are youtube videos of it if anyone knows how to go on youtube
1: wow that's uh i didn't even know that and i loved that game warioware touched was one of my favorites
0: it's crazy right
1: yeah oh my god i i swear like i i put creases in my ds screen from that game (laughs) because you had to spin the stylus so hard in so many of those mini games oh yeah absolutely ridiculous
0: what a time what a time yeah i'm excited for this one now yeah, real real excited for for the switch one and uh another point for all you collectors out there the uh game and wario for wii u for some reason is pretty rare and uh even all gamecube stuff is going up i have a feeling that this switch version should be a game you should cop sooner rather than later just because uh the trend of the wario franchise games uh or the WarioWare franchise, I should say, seems seems to you know you're gonna go to your game stores, you're gonna see it everywhere. But in a couple of years, I think it's gonna go up, and that's my little prediction for you.
1: Ooh, insider information!
0: There you go, there you go.
1: So now that we've tipped our hats, we've wagged our fingers, let's let's get to the main course here. Mm. Um, and I'm talking eighteen holes kind of course. We're talking. Mario Golf, uh, which a new game from Nintendo just came out, Nintendo and Camelot. We have uh, Mario Golf Super Rush, which was released on June 25th. Uh, both Tony and I have played many, many rounds of just Mario Golf in general, but we've both gotten our teeth into Mario Golf Super Rush, and I think we should talk about it a little bit. hmm Um, so what are your thoughts on the new mode super rush where you're racing around? Um, I,
0: I like it and I don't like it and I, I'm never going to play it. Let me, let me put it that way. I am a classic golfer. I love golf even outside of mario land you know i just think golf is a great game and you know, when i play golf and i've been playing mario golf since 64 you know in game boy color and um i think just a classic game of golf with no special abilities no anything just you get your power shot very well you know implemented into the game very very well done standard golf game I think they made those games pretty perfectly and I think this game follows suit with that. I think it is made extremely well. But if they don't put a super rush kind of mode in a game like this, they're going to lose a ton of potential buyers. I mean, there are no little kids excited to play golf, really. You know, this is I think it's such a good move on their part to to say, "Hey, we make really good golf games, and we consistently have, but we need more people to get into golf. How do we do it? How do we make it appealing to younger fans and people that don't like golf? Alright, we'll get like them. Like,
1: Tiger, stop getting in trouble, my guy.
0: Exactly. I mean, so he can't help himself. He has a problem. I agree with you. He has a problem.
1: I, I think the Super Rush mode um, is kind of a double-edged sword. I think it's a really nice innovation. I think that You know, their head was in the right place when they were making this. I think with this super rush mode uh, came a limitation that I don't know that they necessarily anticipated. But it's felt by people who played the older games. Mm. And I think that's just the ability to have more varied courses. Because every course in this game is built with the state of mind that you can openly run around the course. Yeah. Um, And, you know, kind of some of the beauty of the older games, and I'm thinking like Toadstool Tour specifically here, uh, there were a lot of levels that had a lot of like small landings that you could hit the ball to. And, you know, as a traditional golf video game, you would just kind of teleport to where your ball is. Mm. Um, And you were able to kind of like have more goofy like, Nintendo-y courses. Uh, I'm thinking of uh, DK's, like, Congo Canopy level, which is all Par 3 courses, but there's tons of, like, branches and just, like, wild layouts for that whole level that just could not exist in Super Rush. And I feel like they kind of limited themselves inadvertently because of that mode. And I think you lose a little bit of the charm as these golf courses are pretty basic overall. I would say.
0: Yeah, I noticed that. The
1: like the controls, like you said, I think the controls in this game, like in, ev- I don't think there's a Mario Golf game with bad controls. Um, but the controls in this game, you can fine tune a lot of things, and I think that they do an excellent job uh, making those controls very accessible. But also, you know, very challenging to, like, it's it's easy to learn, tough to master. I would say. Mm, well said. But I got my first, you know, albatross on a par five the other day, did and you? I did kind of, I oh yeah, I, I lost my mind, um, <laughs> because I was just, you know, ripping it with, listen, my main is Bowser. <laughs> I liked King bob for a little bit, but, like, I feel like Bowser controls just a little bit better. Hmm. And, uh... Yeah, I... That Albatross on a par-5 in the Sand uh, Dunes uh, course just really
0: made me feel like a god. Yeah, hell, that's, like, the equivalent of a hole-in-one. I mean, you can't get a hole-in-one on a par-5 unless you're, you know... 10 arnold schwarzeneggers or something i don't know you really gotta hit the ball far maybe like three arnold schwarzeneggers
1: maybe three yeah i was in 10 a little excessive but 10 yeah 10 maybe like w- maybe two if it's arnold and terminator
0: all right all right yeah well yeah he can i wonder how far he could hit the ball you know like terminator either one of them i feel like terminator
1: can probably drive it a clean 400 that's far that's real that's far I think Terminator could do it. Arnold Schwarzenegger probably has like a two fifty. Two fifty, that's it. Two eighty? <laughs> I don't know. You said four hundred was far.
0: Four hundred's far, but I mean I feel like a lot of professional golfers could hit it over three hundred, you know, so Listen, Terminator hits Bowser,
1: it. Bowser's drive right now is only two eighteen in the game or two twenty eight in the game. That's it? Yeah, I was Dude. just kind of basing it on that.
0: No, oh, in N64, the strongest character was Metal Mario, and he could hit 285. His power was 313. Oh, dang. Yeah, so there. Yeah, I think Bowser That's hit over wild. 300, too. Yeah, yeah, 300's not so uncommon. So when you said 400, I was like, hey, he could probably smash it 400 yards. That'd be pretty wild.
1: I can see Terminator getting a hole-in-one on a par 4. Very happy Gilmore-esque.
0: Yeah, that'd be sick. Even a par 5.
1: Yeah, no, definitely doable, probably.
0: Um, I actually got on my... I bought the game when it came out. I think it came out on a Friday, and then on Saturday morning, I actually got a hole-in-one. I couldn't believe it, and I was like... I scored 20 under... It's on my Instagram actually. I Whoa. took pictures because I was like doing pretty bad, consistently going online playing kids. Just like all right, I should be everyone, no problem. I played Mario Golf my whole life. I'm just losing and messing up shots and clearly not playing well. And then I was like, oh, I get it now. And all of a sudden, I got the hole in one. and I just like rode that an entire bogeyless course. Uh, bogeyless 18, a couple pars, two or three. But yeah, 20 under. How's that? Put that in your wow. in your, in your coffee
1: i i think the my best score ever is a a minus 18 and that was on like the baby's first golf course level
0: (laughs) i think Um, that's where i got it on yeah
1: i wonder if you could turn off weather hazards though because those when it rains i get kind of bummed out
0: yeah those are yeah that it's
1: really really throws a damper on your day (laughs) (laughs) huh so so, with Mario Golf Super Rush, it's continuing a legacy of a handful of Mario Golf games in the franchise, and I kind of wanted to just talk about, like, the different games in the franchise, and, like, the little history of what uh, what got Mario Golf where it is today.
0: Sure, that sounds great.
1: So, I mean, it all started with the, with the granddaddy of them all. Uh, Mario Golf for the Nintendo 64. This is the first official Mario Golf game.
0: Mm, some people would argue that Golf for NES was the first, but I don't count that. Uh, that's, I don't know.
1: Yeah, no. No, no, no. We it, Mario Golf is the first Mario Golf game.
0: Agreed. Thank you. I didn't know if you were going to say um, that or not. happy you did.
1: No, and, you know, it had one of the best modes that literally has never been brought back since and it's kind of like a a weird like why why you do that camelot (laughs) uh so mario golf developed by camelot uh has a whole bunch of mario characters hitting the links no link though and they are the it's the only game with a mini golf mode
0: mini golf
1: called putt-putt mode um where all you're doing is putting and it's probably the most fun like I play Mario Golf for the 64 just for the putt putt mode Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I actually don't I I think the controls have gotten better as the series has progressed. Um so sometimes the controls get me a little frustrated. Uh. Cuz accuracy is a little tricky in that game. And uh Mario Golf toadstool tour has ruined my ability and uh want for micromanaging of shots down to like the (laughs) centimeter
0: yeah yeah that is uh why i like mario golf 64 so much when i played toadstool tour i actually liked it a little less i didn't play it too much because they changed that the the very very specific way that you have to very precise rather just a very precise way of hitting the ball and knowing how much power and and running quick numbers and and equations in your head and not it's basically golf i mean you have to figure out what you want to do and you also have to execute and i think uh right and, and I love that. I love messing up the math sometimes and being like, oh yeah, I should have hit it a little shorter, you know, and the wind is a variable, and the, you know, the highs and the lows and the slopes of the green. I think for an N64 game, that is just, for any game, that is an absolute masterpiece. I am not exaggerating. Absolutely. I've probably put, like, thousands, you know, probably four digits at this point in my life. I've played it with my roommate even, like, you know, wow. before this game came out, you know, like a month ago. Like we played it like every day. We love that game. It's just a one of those perfect games. No weird special stuff. You got your six power shots, like if you hit it perfectly you get to use it again. Just no weird Mario It's, you it's know. clean
1: and simple Mario Golf fun.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: It it really is Mario Golf in its purest form. Um and I think, I think what the handheld games did was something really unique and special as well. Because uh, the, they released Mario Golf in the summer of 99, and then a couple months later, they dropped Mario Golf for the Game Boy Color, which introduced the RPG element to uh, Mario Golf, where you could have a single-player campaign, and you would essentially like level up your character through like this story and you you would be able to like progress through like playing rounds of golf playing mini games doing different things and at the time it blew my my little mind oh yeah i probably have like two to three hundred hours in mario golf for the game boy color like that like i was that much just in the zone with that game Did you ever play the the Game Boy Color one?
0: I sure did, yeah. And just thinking about it, it, it's so hard because, you know, games come out now and my patience is so thin for them, you know, if there's something I don't like. And back in the day, we got something, we played it, and now it's... If it was good or bad, we kind of played it unless it was like really bad, in which case I still played games when I was younger, but right man that game was just an absolute another just masterpiece to support that and create like you said the rpg part of it just running around the like that story mode like create a character and just getting him so powerful and also just being in that game and having it be so consistent with the the way that they made the N64 version with you know making the putting greens and the shots as close as you can you know to to that and not changing too much I think that game is just such a gem and I miss it I still have it but I haven't played it in so long but I definitely like even though I loved it as a kid I really that is a game that needs to be appreciated more and the fact that they also intertwine them with the being able to put that into the controller pack put the actual game into the controller pack and put it into your controller and then take your characters from the game boy color game and play them on the n64 and have characters that can hit the ball insanely far that is just it is one of two games
1: that actually uses the transfer pack correctly
0: yeah yeah
1: you know between pokemon stadium and mario golf uh blew blew my dang little mind as a kid. Uh, Yeah. And just, yeah, being able to see, like, yourself, because, you know, you have your own little creative character from Mario Golf, one of, like, four (laughs) stand-in vague humans, (laughs) and uh, seeing them just, like, just dunk on Mario. God, it felt good.
0: It felt good. Wow. What a a good couple games. That is a huge, huge tip of the hat. For all the bashing of Nintendo it's all worth it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Absolutely. Do whatever you want at this point cuz you made some killer games, man. You 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 killed it with those.
1: And I I I mean like the music is incredible. Like everything is just like iconic from from those games. And yeah. Then they moved on to Mario Golf Toadstool Tour, which in my opinion is the magnum opus of the uh franchise. Wow. Uh, I think yeah, I think it's the best game in the franchise. Uh, I think it comes down to what I was talking about with uh, Super Rush, how there's kind of a little bit of a lack of like course variety. I think the uniqueness to each golf course and how like they do have that kind of Nintendo-y touch to the different courses, um, I think really sells it for me as something more than just a golf game. I think the the fact that these golf courses really feel like they come to life really puts an impact on the game and the controls are a little more tightened. The UI is a little more uh, user friendly because growing up, I couldn't tell what direction the boo was facing sometimes on the Nintendo
0: 64.
1: Hmm. Uh, I think... This is my favorite Mario Golf game, but, I mean, it, you know, Mario Golf, Toadstool Tour and Mario Golf for the 64, it's a 1A, 1B scenario for me.
0: Mm. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. I have very little input as I didn't play. I played it a little bit. I went right back to 64, and that's where I stayed my entire life, basically.
1: Right. And then there was a Mario Golf Advance Tour, which... I actually did not play.
0: Yeah, me either.
1: I, I I don't know what it was, but it was probably just money was tighter as a uh, younger person. In two thousand four, I didn't know what I was doing. So <laughs> uh, Mario Golf Advanced Tour in two thousand four came out. Uh, you know, I've I've heard that you know people who love this game absolutely adore it. Uh, I've heard it's nothing but an upgrade from Mario Golf for the Game Boy Color. Well wow. uh yeah so honestly it's it's a game worth playing and then mario golf world tour for the 3ds uh came out uh had some like gyroscope features uh had some mii's as unlockable characters um but people generally loved it uh it was pretty well received the controls are really tight from what i've been able to see um
0: it's great It's a great game. That one I've played, and it really is just another great adaptation to that series. It's a wonderful game.
1: And one thing that I'm I'm just kind of, like, looking through these titles, and I feel like this is one of those, like, franchises that each game actually is worth revisiting because they each bring something so unique to the table uh, within themselves. I think they're all like it it's not like certain titles where it's like this new game that came out is like the definitive version so it's literally not worth playing older versions of this game uh, with Mario Golf I feel like you could just go back to any of them the gameplay holds up it is it's literally golf so you know it it's not extremely complicated per se but like it you know it's it's a consistent enough game where you can just go back and play any of them
0: yeah you really can the playability and just such a uh, what nintendo does so well is really making you feel like you're in a different universe i think with so many different games that they make and even these like sub universes you know you're not just in another mario land you're in a golf land and it just happens to be like not overly Mario stuff besides the characters and, you know, some of the background stuff, but you really do get, you know, you, it's what I call the flow state when you're just, you know, passionate about something and enjoying something so much that you're not really concerned with what else is happening around you, and I think that's... You're just in the zone. Yeah, exactly. I think that's why so many people love video games so much, you know, and this is no exception to that. You really can get lost in these games, and they just great series 10 out of 10 no no doubt in my mind
1: honestly yeah i think i'd have to agree with this may be one of nintendo's strongest franchises and they may they may not even know it um just consistently good like kudos to camelot yeah right like camelot like let's make another golden sun game but (laughs) but good job on mario golf guys like getting some clappies in there for you because dang that was it's good stuff
0: if they don't do anything else they don't have to they're good with me they're good with me they know how to make a damn good golf game
1: and then that leads up to mario golf super rush which came out this year you know six years after the actually this is 18 years since the last home console mario golf game wow yeah Hold Still Tour was two thousand three for the GameCube, and then twenty twenty one Super Rush. Uh, not to make you feel like you're a hundred years old, but you know we are we're elder gamers at this point. I would say uh, <laughs> Mario Golf Super Rush. I mean, they they keep it tight. They the music is really fun. I I think the biggest knock on Mario Golf is in this particular iteration is the single player campaign. Hmm. Um, I felt like the campaign ended maybe like two hours too early. It, it felt like it was building up to something big and then all of a sudden it's over and you're like, Oh, huh? Like that's a little weird. And I do feel like, I feel like some people are put off by the, 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 the fact that they're doing the same thing that I think they're going to be doing with uh, Mario Tennis Ace is, whereas every once in a while they're just going to be like dripping in new characters. Ah. Uh, Which I mean, look at it how you want. It's free DLC technically, um, but it does require you to like play during that window to get that character, I believe.
0: Ah, uh, huh. That's interesting. It's, a eh, smart strategy by them.
1: I mean, it keeps it keeps you coming back to the game. I yeah, suppose. Exactly. Um but the game the game itself is fun. The uh the battle golf is pretty fun where everybody's vying for the same holes. Uh not my favorite mode. My favorite mode like Tony's here is uh just classic 18 holes. Just get the lowest possible score. Just just like a pure skill challenge. But I mean like it that. does offer you different modes for different You know, things. So that's kind of cool too.
0: A lot of different golfers out there, different kinds of golfers. And, uh, yeah. Some want to run around the course and some don't. You know, some just want to go right to their ball and can't blame them for giving options. That's why they made the Nintendo Switch Lite for the gamer that wants to save a (laughs) couple bucks and also still enjoy the great games that come out for Nintendo Switch there i'm absolved of anything i said earlier please leave me alone about (laughs) it i feel bad still uh
1: so yeah if you want to send uh tony death threats and hate mail uh his address is 555 5th street in fifth town usa um (laughs) sorry for doxing you in the first episode
0: i literally just moved here why would you say that
1: um, I'm not going to apologize because I'm going to be the one sending you most of the hate mail. <laughs> hmm. So, as you guys can tell, we've been playing some Mario Golf Super Rush. Uh, are there any other games that you've been playing that uh, you want to share with the class?
0: Um, Yeah, a little throwback. I've been playing <laughs> very specifically in Super Monkey Ball 2 for the GameCube. I've been playing Billiards and Bowling and Monkey Target. I think those are all... Ooh, Monkey t-
1: Target, oh my god.
0: Yeah, right? It's See, I love when... We don't have to go on a big tangent about this, but I, I could easily. But I love when there's a game like Pokemon Stadium, like Monkey Ball, where there's just like Sonic Adventure 2, Battle for GameCube, um, where there's just like a whole amazing game, but then there's just also side things that you could do that are just so amazing like all these mini games could just you could just buy that game monkey target if they put more levels growing
1: up i swear to god growing up i put more time into monkey target than i did into super monkey ball
0: right that is just a game by itself like billiards 99 cents on the app store go buy. you know what i mean like that's just right it's so well done and just not overly done like yeah, those games. Yeah, those games are legit, and I've been playing them a lot and having a lot of fun. You know, getting some of my GameCube stuff breaking it out again. How yeah. about you? How what have you been up to? Uh,
1: so I just finished playing a classic for the Sony PlayStation One. Uh, you, it's a little ditty. You may not have heard of it. Um, kind of an underground title called Final Fantasy VII. Uh where you play as some people and you save the world uh you know it's got some some people that you may not have heard of named like cloud strife and sephiroth you know they're they're kind of characters in the game but it was my first time ever playing the game Uh, i did not grow up with a playstation so i didn't have that experience as a kid and i can say that final fantasy 7 i i get why people like it it's a it's it's a fun game the uh the port is really great because I think the biggest knock against it is the random encounters and the speed of the game, which you can adjust in the ports. You can make it run at like 3x speed. You can get rid of random encounters. It's beautiful. Um, you can really streamline your your experience, and I think that is like the definitive way to do it. I cannot wait to play the Final Fantasy VII Remake on the PlayStation uh, when I get to it.
0: That doesn't sound like Nintendo. Uh, I think there's actually a port of 7 on the Switch. Alright, we'll take it.
1: (laughs) 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 Uh, But if I've been playing anything else... uh, Oh yeah, I've also been playing uh, It Takes Two. A title from EA that came out earlier this year. Where you play as a couple who's trying so hard to get divorced. But their daughter... And her magical book keep forcing you to uh, reconcile instead of just accepting your fate. And it's a real interesting game because the, it, so the game itself is a two-player co-op game. and each player controls one of the married couple, uh, the husband or the wife. And the gameplay is actually like a lot of fun. It, it's always changing, so there's always like new things going on uh I will say like the one knock that I have on it is that the dialogue is definitely like unnecessarily ridiculous sometimes mm. like they'll be like yeah good job good job and then we'll hit a cut scene and it'll be like I I want you dead I hate you uh <laughs> men are the worst women are terrible like like the the husband and wife like are so inconsistent you get like emotional whiplash from them it's kind of mm. Kind of part of the fun, I guess, because you're like, well, what? Where did this come from?
0: (laughs) Um, as you say all that, and it's. I was going to say this when you were like halfway through with that, but then you also just mentioned Whiplash and saying that it takes two and then it's a two player game. You ever play Quiplash?
1: Oh, I love Quiplash. Are you kidding me?
0: Dude, I played that for the first time. I was like. Those Jackbox games, they. Ooh oh man Boy. those are those are that that one specifically oh man that is just like crazy good oh crazy it's so good. fun crazy fun you got a bunch of people i don't know what to do everyone's sitting there looking at their phones anyway dude 10 out of 10 that's gonna peel the curtain game. back a little bit
1: <laughs> literally probably gonna play quiplash tonight at my uh my friend's place Ah,
0: oh, really give me the room yeah. code I'll, I'll play from over here
1: shoot you a text later <laughs> <laughs>
0: they'll We're be laughing, like Who's but I'm tony kidding. what's what are they doing here <laughs> i snuck in
1: that's too good that's too good uh any other games you've been playing or
0: no that's pretty much it i mean pokemon go but that's a, a lifestyle at this point so uh, that's <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna bring that up every time unless maybe i will we'll see fair enough
1: uh yeah. so we are at the point in the show where I believe we'd like to give some recommendations. I think weekly we're going to give a recommendation of some piece of media that we think that y'all should check out, you know, be it a game, a movie, TV show. Uh, Tony, what do you got for the people?
0: Oh, um, hmm. What do I have? What do I have? Anything? Could be anything? L-
1: literally could be anything. <sighs> You know what? I'll I'll start. Could you? Just a Could real you? a real quick one. Just a real quick one. This is a recommendation for when you're stressed out. Draw yourself a nice hot bath. <laughs> Play some music. Relax. You know what? you deserve to pamper yourself. And I promise you, you will not sleep better that night. You will you will just be in a total place of comfort.
0: All right, Tony, I, what do you got? I I I can't follow that up. I can't possibly follow that up. I'm sitting here racking my brain and you say take a nice bath. That's that I have nothing. I'm a little baby <laughs> in your hands. Um, how about get a job? How about ooh. that?
1: I mean, if if you want to be able to afford all the video games that we're talking about then that might be a good start. Now, uh, here's
0: my here's my real recommendation. Don't yeah. get a job. Do, do whatever makes you happy, and if you could afford it and live that way, as long as it doesn't involve hurting beings or Mother Earth or anything like that, then do what you like, and if you could afford it and live happy, then do that, and maybe next week, if you do all that. If and only if you do all that, I will give you a real recommendation. <laughs>
1: Alright, my recommendation then, I think I think it's a good recommendation to respect, just respect people. Um, my recommendation for, for media consumption is a movie uh, that I watched and cried to recently is called uh, Pokemon the First Mute Movie, also known as Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back. Uh, it is one of my favorites of all time, it follows the story of uh, Ash and Company from the anime, And when I tell you, if you don't cry multiple times during this movie, you might actually not have a soul. Because Pikachu's voice actor deserves, what, 10 Oscars for this one performance?
0: You cried? You're a little baby. Hey,
1: man. That's just... Listen... Just because I walk around with a rattle and a little pacifier doesn't make me a
0: baby. All right? Baby. Baby.
1: (laughs) Why are you so mean?
0: Because I have my own insecurities that I feel the need to cover up by making fun of other people's. Oh, nice.
1: Nice. Those are pretty good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, So that's
1: this big baby's recommendation. You got a movie or TV show you think that people should watch?
0: Uh, No Country for Old Men. That's my favorite movie. That is a that is a crazy movie.
1: That's a pretty crazy movie. Yeah, you've that's, seen that that's movie. That's a wild movie. Yeah,
0: that's the first movie that comes to my head. Just because there are other movies I'm watching, I haven't watched that one in a while. But I'm just gonna right off the bat, I'm gonna tell you my probably my top three favorite movies. You know, and that's one of them. That's definitely one of them, and that's in the top three, so I'm not going to tell you all that. That's two a classic. Right Is it? Yeah? Yeah, that's a good one. Love that movie.
1: Well, I think that we've uh, reached the end of our first episode, so uh, I want to thank everybody who's about listening.
0: Are you going to cry yeah. about it? I might cry
1: about it. Tears of joy, though.
0: Yeah, yeah Because soon. I want to thank soon.
1: anybody who listened to this episode. uh We do plan on recording and uploading a new episode uh, weekly is the plan for now. Uh, And we'll keep you posted. If you want to keep track of the show, uh, you can follow our Twitter at Games of Our Pod. Uh, If you want to follow us uh, individually, my name on Twitter is Bill the Fajita. And I also stream on Twitch. And uh, you can find Tony tony where can we find you
0: at uh five 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 Fifth street on um no i'm just kidding at um pretty much i don't have uh twitter or twitch yeah i'm working on streaming on twitch but for right now instagram and youtube at the poker rapper pokemon rapping there you go poker rapper awesome hit me up Hit me up, show us some podcast love. Be like, yo, I heard I heard you and the other cool guy on that podcast. I really liked it. And I'll be like, yo, thanks so much. Or something like that. I'm sure it'll probably it's go. Something like, something like that, yeah.
1: Something like that. And uh, so our plan is for each week to uh, talk about a, a different game franchise and kind of just talk about whatever's happening in gaming that week and... Do we have a little tease for for next week?
0: Yeah. We could uh I don't know, should we? I don't, I don't know. Should I don't, we? I don't
1: know. Did, I dunno. What is
0: let's l- let's let's just say it'll be a smashing episode. We'll leave it at that. Ooh.
1: Well, thank you guys so much for listening. My name is Bill. And this
0: is Tony. Hi. I mean, bye. We got to start over. (laughs) We got to start over from the beginning. (laughs) No, seriously, thank you all so much for listening. That is Bill. I am Tony. And uh, we'll catch you next week.
1: We'll catch you next week. Take care.
0: Peace.